We'll do it live! Fuck it! You're listening to the Ranger Things Podcast. Welcome to Ranger Things. We're recording on Sunday, December 17th. I'm Carlo Montagnino, and I'm joined, as always, by Brendan Lyons. Good evening. And Dave Pacheco. A happy Trocho Cinco to you all. Trocho Cinco. I like it. I like it. Uh, As always, you can visit rangerthingspodcast.com and subscribe for free to get access to content, newsletters, and more. You can also follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Just search Ranger Things. We want you to be a part of the show. So send an email to contact at rangerthingspodcast.com. You can also subscribe to the show using your favorite podcast service. And if you do, we'd appreciate your ratings and reviews. Let's get into it, boys. So we got a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, Feliz Navidad. We've got a bit of a schedule here. So this week coming up, we have Tuesday the 19th at Toronto. A little bit of payback, maybe. Ball bags. Friday, <laughs> December 22nd versus Edmonton. And Saturday, the next day, the 23rd versus Buffalo. Uh, home back-to-back. Um, yeah, I mean, Merry Christmas, guys. I know for the listeners, this will probably be the last episode to hear before Christmas morning. When's Christmas? Monday. Next, next Monday. No, next Sunday. Monday. Exactly. What? The 24th? The 25th? <laughs> I don't know. Fucking, I don't How dare answer. you forget Jesus' birthday? Listen, man. I'm, so, I'm yeah, we'll record go, again. I'm running on... We will... So, we record again next Christmas Eve for Jesus, for baby Jay. I can't... I cannot yeah. do that due to familial obligations, but I think we can figure... Uh, maybe we'll do, like, a special Saturday night record or something like that. Depends yeah, on my yeah. Father's like, account. midnight mass. Can we get Gus on the what? show? We'll do actually. Maybe we record Saturday. We release it Sunday at midnight. Do a midnight mass. Do a midnight mass. That'd be good. I like, I like it. That's good. I like that idea. Like Don't that hold idea. us to that in the future, future people, future listeners. Because if, if this didn't happen, <laughs> should happen. But yeah, I'm running on fumes this week. It's been a, it's been a rough. I'm I'm on my two week break, which is nice. So this is gonna be a tough week of nice. hockey coming up. It is going to be a tough week of hockey. I think we have a lot to prove against Toronto. I think the Oilers, they have a lot to yeah. prove. And Buffalo, I feel like the I'm Oilers, Buffalo, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I think Toronto, Toronto's a weird matchup game for yeah, us. So, you uh, know? Oh, sorry, Brendan, go ahead. I was just going to say Toronto's a weird matchup game for us. I don't know. You know, I just feel like. Toronto's one of those teams where we have to play mistake-free. They've got so much talent. I don't know. We could lose to Toronto, and I don't care at all. But if we beat Toronto, I'm going to drag Toronto fans on Twitter so fucking hard. More so than you already are. More so than I already am, yeah. For for those of you who don't know and do follow us on Twitter, RangerThinks23, Brendan runs that account, and it's pretty much just a gong show all day, every day on that account. Yeah. Just, it's just it's, me taking just shots at other fan bases for no reason, and Paul Bizonet. It's good. I like you, you had a, you had a couple Leafs fans coming back at you. That was fun. Yeah, and the Leafs Kings fans, fans I, fucking suck. I I think you're on a list for 
uh, Hurricanes fans. Like, they know yeah. to not engage at this point. Yeah. I got blocked by a Bruins fan today. Oh, nice. Which is which That's made good. me feel real good about myself. <laughs> What'd you say? Nothing. He was just, ah, you know, Boston fans, they're garbage people. And, you know, he was just like, he was bitching about the the game. Oh, we should have fucking won. Look, uh, Boston's, uh, Dave, you talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if we want to jump into this right now, but we might as well. Uh, Boston is a mid-team with a fantastic mm-hmm. fucking goalie. Yeah, like you remove, goalies. you remove pasta from the situation, and Boston is a bad team with a fantastic goalie. Pasta makes them mid. You know, I, I think you're right. I, I, you are right. I, I do like that they have a culture and a system, and that there's a lot to be said for that. There is definitely a lot to be said for that. But you're right; the talent is just not there. There's three marquee players on that team. And everyone else is basically the Hershey Bears. And, and, and honestly, like to speak about Boston, I never thought uh, highly of Olmark or Swayman, but they really surprised me uh, this year. They're yeah, no, they, they're fucking solid goaltenders. I got to really, um, yeah. really hand it to them. Any team would be really lucky to have either one of those goalies. But, you know, you go on social media and you listen to Boston fans talk about that game. Uh, and you could, you know, you could tell, you know, Boston fans are entitled. Boston fans got real used to watching Patriots football, you know, and watching a league do whatever it takes to keep their team relevant. And that's just not the way this cookie's crumbling for you, you fucking ball bags. I Nobody mean, cares got, about your fucking shit town. They, they got to know they're playing with house money this season, right? Like, their, two, their top two centers are gone. Yeah. Um. They haven't had like a a, a super D de- defense since Chara left. Right. Like they're on rented time, and this right. is, this season is really like, you know, it's an anomaly. They they have to regress to the mean at some point. Yeah. Yeah. McAvoy hasn't been able to stay healthy, uh, which I think is 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 a big problem for them. And uh, yeah, I think it's it's dark times coming for for Boston fans. Love to, one, love to hear it, David. Yeah, love one to season hear it, away David. from full Pittsburgh. Oh, I love to hear it. I love to hear it. Except they're I not going to. They're not going to get. A they number. won't go bankrupt. No, yeah. they won't go bankrupt like Pittsburgh. But what they will do, what both cities will do, is drink themselves to death. And I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Well, speaking of the leaves, uh, if you. I want to get into uh, John Tavares first. I just do. I do want to congratulate him. A thousand points in the NHL. That is no small feat. It's amazing. Um, and he did it through sheer will and consistency. Um, never did anything so super amazing, but a thousand points. That's pretty awesome. Um, and he did it on Long Island ice. He did it on Long Island ice, uh-huh. which is the best part. Um, but you know, as expected, Long Island fans booed the shit out of him all game <laughs> and people are really butthurt about it as, as you expect. well hold on a second when you say people by people you mean the dangle show i mean hockey and media and twitter you yeah you mean toronto media paul bizonette known clown uh 
anyone not anyone not a fucking Leafs stan, which I I concede that most hockey media is, mm-hmm. but no one else cares. Well, I think I, I think, think it's fucking hysterical. It is hysterical. But it's what do you expect? It's not even just like haha. It's funny. Tavares fucked over the island. He fucked them so over bad. bad. Like he bad. completely set back, set them back seasons. They're still feeling the effects of this. He 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 left them under the impression that he was going to resign there and yeah. didn't. And then when questioned about it, he said he didn't want Toronto to have to give up assets for him. But it didn't have to be Toronto that gave up assets for him. He right. could have gone somewhere else as a rental for a couple mm-hmm. of months and then signed in Toronto. John Tavares, you're a ball bag. And, and on top of Maple Leafs, you're a franchise of ball bags. And on top of that, like you know, to to say that, like you know, oh, they're they're classless for for booing him for getting a thousandth point and all that stuff. It's like, well, one, have you ever watched the NHL? Two, have you ever watched the Islanders fan base ever cheer for anybody that's not on their team? They <laughs> they're a bunch of you know ogres to begin with. Bro, go to Long Island. <laughs> go to Long Island. Booing John Tavares is the classiest shit you're going to see at any given time on Long Island. Where do you think you are right now? But it's also like, to to everyone's point, it's like, yeah. Every fan base, every franchise fan base, they're all goons. You go to an Ottawa Senators game, they have the same basic core programming as any other hockey fan. Long Island, New York, Pittsburgh, Boston, Arizona. You care about your franchise enough to to know when and how you got screwed, and you're going to boo the person who screwed you. Yeah, that's just how it is. It doesn't. I mean, Adam Fox still gets booed routinely in Calgary. You know where he doesn't get booed. You know where he doesn't get booed in Carolina because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Oh yeah, yeah. they the Carolina (laughs) fans have no idea that Adam Fox was even part of their franchise. Oh, of course not. They were Adam happy. Fox is the best defenseman to ever play for the Carolina Hurricanes, and they don't even know he was a member of their team. <laughs> it's well, you know that that we all know we all, we all know the stance on Carolina here. But wait, he never actually played a game for Carolina, right? That's no. That's, he's that's still like, the best defenseman. He's the best defenseman to ever be affiliated with the Carolina Hurricanes. I don't know. Brett Burns is pretty good. Fuck he's Brett Burns. Good. He's washed up. Yeah. Tony D'Angelo. Tony um, D. Brady Shea. Um, mm. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so, listen, it, I think that it's funny. Just to wrap up the John Tavares thing, it's funny. Good for him. He scored 1,000 points. Good for him. He got fucking yeah. booed to shit. Congratulations. You're a ball bag. Fantasy. Nobody cares. He's a ball bag. But he's. my question now, is, Javar, is John Tavares going to the Hall of Fame? Probably. Yeah. I, I think he's a maple leaf. No he's a maple leaf. He's going to the Hall of Fame. If he wins a cup, he'll he'll definitely go in. I I think he's not, winning a, he's not winning a cup in Toronto. Oh, I, I didn't say that. I'm just saying if he wins a cup in general. I mean, he's got everything but a cup. You know, he's got the numbers. He's got international. He's got junior. If that counts for anything, he's got the stats. I mean, he, he everything but the cup. So I mean, Hank's in the Hall of Fame. No yeah, I think Tavares has earned his place in the Hall of Fame. It sickens me to say it, but I think he's earned his place in the Hall of Fame. You know what's funny is I hated him when he was an Islander 
And now he's just irrelevant to me mm-hmm. as a Leaf. The Maple Leafs are the most... Do they have a rival? Does anybody care about them? I think their natural rival, it's either, well, it would be Ottawa, which is not very fun. And then you have Montreal on the other side. I think that's, and maybe Buffalo. Yeah, but, but like Montreal's fun, Montreal's fun rival is Boston. That's their, the fun rivalry, Boston, Montreal. Well, I feel Boston has a natural rivalry with both uh, Toronto and Montreal. I don't think anybody really. I guess of of recent years, maybe Tampa. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. They just kind of. But is that really a rivalry? Like, no, like if 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 you if you just if you beat me up every day, are we rivals? No, you just beat me <laughs> up every day. You might think I'm a rival, but I'm just looking for yeah, my lunch. You're just money. yeah, you're just taking my lunch money every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think Toronto has any rivals. I don't think anyone cares about Toronto. You know, not just the Maple Leafs, the city. Like I don't think anybody cares about the city of Toronto. Drake Like fans. what is this what is the city of Toronto given us? Like Drake, Drake. Maddie Matheson. The, the TV Leafs. show Working Moms. A lot of the X Files was filmed in Toronto. L- love it or That's list it. it. Love it or list it. Listen, t- let's but not like downplay let's, Toronto's like, cultural contribution. But let's like let's be real. Let's be real. Drake mid, Degrassi mid. Love it or list it mid. Right? Yeah. I think their most significant cultural contribution has been Maddie Matheson. No, their most significant contribution to culture is looking enough like New York where TV shows and movies will film there pretending it's New York. But, but only if the scene, if on, only if that scene is supposed to be in East Midtown. Yeah, because it's all in, in, in an alley, which actually doesn't exist in Manhattan. All of Toronto looks like East Midtown. Mm-hmm. It's the six. What is that? What does the six mean? What does that mean? Somebody... Is that their area code? I don't know. I have no idea. I want to bitch slap the entire metropolitan area of Toronto. <laughs> Starting off what are you tonight. Doing, Toronto. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing, Toronto? <laughs> I, th- I thought you were talking to us for a minute. No, we- it's still Toronto. We're talking. To- I'm talking to you, Toronto. What are you doing? You know, after did you see the clip of those two of those two Toronto fans chirping Ranger fans in the garden after the game? No, I didn't see it. This is how it went. So it was too... I've never seen anything more Canadian in my life. And look, typically I fuck with Canadians, right? I I love Canadians. But it's two Toronto fans, and they're like, they're sitting way up in the bleeds where, like, monsters sit. You know what I mean? Like, like real pieces of shit should not. They should there, not be there. Right? And they're up there, and they're chirping fans, and these were the chirps. One of them was screaming, Oh, you better get... On the, you better get in the Lincoln Tunnel. And the other one was like, "I bet there's gonna be traffic on the FDR." What are you doing? You just you're giving people like driving directions. Those, that's those the same are your chirps. I was doing to that Devils fan I was telling you about last week. <laughs> those are your chirps. I mean, it's pretty. When valid. I, like when I when like when I chirp when I chirp opposing fans, it's like, "Oh, enjoy the bus ride home, you fucking bozo." Right, not not like it's not like not it's not like oh you better bring a fucking umbrella, 
because it, there's a 65% chance of drizzle. Hey, well, that's, don't, that's not don't, end. don't forget to use the bathroom the before you leave. Though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you, what do we think? It's polite. It's polite. Thirty-eighth Street's the best corner to get a cab. What? What's? What kind of chirp is that? <laughs> well, you know, just Toronto fans are the fucking worst. The the just they're bad at being hockey fans. They're bad at chirping. Just you know what? Just so, exist on your own. Just don't come at us, Toronto fans. Pick another so, target. Don't come so, at us. Don't come Brandon, at us. What, who? Speaking of like you said, you fuck with Canadians. Who's your favorite Canadian? Oh, Van, people from Vancouver. They're the oh, best yeah. kind of Canadian. They're the best kind of Canadian. Because they're just they're, because they're just fucking high all the time and just like they make good ramen. You know what I mean? And when, when they lose the cup still, series, they they start a riot and start burning the place. Exactly. Back. Like they're like they're, like there's Vancouver. They're fucks. probably like I don't know the like the. Ontario people from people from Ontario kind of suck. Like they th- like they think they try to big city you, and it's like, bro, you're from fucking Ottawa. What are you talking about? You know. Then we like French Canadians. When Canadian when the Canadians don't want you and the French don't want you, you fucked up. You know what I mean? Uh, Alberta is a fuck. Like everything in between the two coasts is a wasteland in Canada. <laughs> Have you been to Winnipeg? Like the people in Winnipeg are nice, but like there's it's, it's, fifteen it's the of Midwest, them. It's the Midwest of Canada. Yeah, there's just, fifteen people in Winnipeg, and they're desperately trying to stay alive. <laughs> the only the only other mention of Winnipeg, you know, in in culture or whatever I've ever heard outside of hockey was the Simpsons episode when they're going on a road trip and the guy's driving his family. He's like, that's it. Well, you know, one more thing. We're going back to Winnipeg. And like Nelson Munch slaps him in the head from the other car. There's, that's it. Back to Winnipeg. There's one episode of The Office where Michael Scott gets sent on a business trip to Winnipeg. And the concierge at the hotel is the mom from Goldbergs. Uh, the Goldbergs, yes. That's the She's also Winnipeg from Reno 911. Yes, she is better known from Reno nine one one. But yeah, I like I like uh, British Columbia quite a bit. It's really beautiful in British Columbia. I don't know if you've ever been. It's just beautiful landscape. The people are really nice. Uh, the food's really great. Like the beer and wine culture is really cool. Um, they shot Battlestar Galactica there. Yeah, they don't take themselves as seriously as the rest of Canada. There's a great Ted yeah. Danson movie. Is Ted Danson and Monica Bellucci, I think. Minkia. Yeah. It's it's like a it's, it's a shitty romantic comedy, but it, it's cute. Shot in shot but, in know, place in Vancouver. Outside of that, special shout out to Saskatoon. Saskatoon. Mostly just because I like the way the word Saskatoon sounds. Mm-hmm. So it's like a it's like it's like a boat that uh, Bigfoot rides in, right? Saskatoon, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Anyway, fuck you, Toronto. Moving on. Moving on. All right. Uh, I'm wearing, for those of you just listening, excuse me, I'm wearing a a referee's shirt, and that's because I have a lot to say. Maybe it's not that large, but about the referee. Maybe it's like like one or two things, but. (laughs) (laughs) It'll feel like five or six minutes before we get into the Rangers. 
the the officiating we've we've gone we've gone into this at great length. It's been so especially atrocious the past seven calendar days. Ugh. It's just unreal. You know, we recorded last week on a Saturday, Sunday. Immediately, I had like instances of refs being terrible. Um, primarily that Columbus Florida game on last Sunday where Cousins hit Gubbinson, he got up, and it was a whole fucking hullabaloo there. You know, it's... I've said it before. I'm going to keep saying How did you say his name? Gubbinson? 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 Dude, I don't... Like, you fucking Canadians. I don't know what the hell that is. Um, <laughs> um, but you, like, you look at that collection of letters and you're like, Gubbinson... <laughs> that's yeah Gabranson Gabranson maybe whatever yeah, but I agree tomato. with you that was uh, was there even a call there uh, on the initial play no there was no call which is why the, he retaliated and then they he banged tried... and then they banged Gubranson Gubranson Gabranson Gabranson so C- <laughs> Cousins laid the hit Gabranson went down <laughs> Came up, tried to fight him, broke that up. When he, oh, then there was a call on Cousins. When he got out of the box, Gabranson uh, <laughs> tried to fight him again. He wouldn't do it. Next shift, he tackled him and beat the shit out of him. You know, he Th- caught a lot of never heat for that. That never would have happened if they just made the right fucking call in the first place. You're right. right. You're right. Never would have happened. Because they're putting uh, the players you know, in dangerous positions where they're going to have to police themselves. Because right. if you're not going to police the game, then they're going to police the game. Right. The right, job exactly. of the refs is to, is to temper emotions and, you know, prevent people from basically taking the law into their own hands. It's, the, whole, uh, the other thing is, like, everyone's like, oh, well, you know, what kind of barbaric bullshit? The cousins shouldn't have to fight. Yes, he should. Yeah. He absolutely should have to fight somebody for a he, dirty play he, that didn't he go. Boarded. He boarded. Yeah, I mean the thing is, it's not I, I about agree. like honor and like this fucking gladiator night bullshit. Or it's hey, this game's getting hot because of you, and it's going to keep escalating until you fight somebody. Do right. your duty to protect your own team from getting abused, and fight somebody, blow off the steam, and get it over with. Right, but you caused this havoc. Yeah, you know, yeah. at the very least, defend yourself. Like right. you're right. Cousins doesn't have to fight, but here's what's going to happen. If you run somebody like Cousins ran Gabranson, 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 you're gonna like somebody, somebody is gonna fucking punch your face in. And you know, Gabranson caught a lot of heat because Cousin like went into the fetal position and covered his face. And Gabranson was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna beat the, I'm just, I'm gonna beat the fuck out of you, even if you're laying on the floor. Good. And good on, good on Cousins. I mean, well, Gabranson. I mean, that, that, the, the other thing about Cousins, he's not. I mean, good, yeah, good on, good on Gabranson. Yeah. But good on Gabranson, yeah. He fights. It's not like he doesn't fight. Exactly. Four fights it's not like year. this is, yeah. Like, yeah. this is not like you like, fucked around. This is the find out portion of our programming. Yeah. Like, you, you know, you it's, can't uh, skip that. You can't find out and then try to find out again. Yeah. I mean, fuck around and then you, know, you get it. And then just the outrage that people were 
that people had towards Gabranson for it's ridiculous. You know, was, it's like was absolutely ridiculous. Like they wouldn't have the same amount of outrage of Gabranson didn't get up after that initial boarding hit. That was fucking that that was very that was problematic. That was, was really, really that was scary. scary. Thank God he got up. Like that was a fucking scary hit. And it, it was it was kind of the way he popped up and went after him. <laughs> it was like the Undertaker. Was was it was kind of <laughs> funny though. You know, I saw somebody on Twitter uh, had like a like a uh, a split screen between that video and that meme of the old guy in the parking lot. Where it was like, call an ambulance, call an ambulance, <laughs> but not for me. <laughs> I, actually, I'm going to try to demonstrate it. Hold on. This is what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got up. He was on his belly, gets up, eyes intense. So it, that was like, that started. Okay, David. No, it was just almost as if like he was, while he was down, he was like, is there going to be a penalty? Am I okay? Who the fuck did this? Is he still there? Oh, he's still there. Oh, and then yeah. he went after him, you know? <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was, like, on Sunday. Like, literally 12 hours after we recorded. And I was like, okay. And it just set off a chain reaction all week of shit officiating. So, like, now they're yeah. going, they're over-policing. Or they're still under-policing. I think last night's Rangers-Bruins game was actually really good. I think the rest so of the I disagree. But well, I disagree. Before, before we get to that, the overreaction is Crosby getting ejected for the first time in his career. Not because it's Crosby. I don't like him. He's a crybaby. But he should not have been ejected. He had a nice right. conversation with the ref. It. it was it was kind of a chippy play. Nothing really even penaltyable. But they called a penalty because they don't want the game to escalate. And then Crosby is like yapping about it, and they gave him ten. Which is insane. It's insane. Like, he's been crying for 18 years, and now you're going to give him a fucking 10 minute game of conduct? Right. What's the right. point? And then, so, was, this, was this also on Sunday? That was Monday, I believe. So, you're, so, you're telling me in one week, Sidney Crosby, Kevin Fiala, and Mika Zabanajad have all gotten 10 minute misconducts. For, and for David Pasternak. And they're, well, Pasternak got a 10 minute misconduct for something very different. No, no, but the, well, yes, which was to my point earlier was good. But these are these are elite players getting these mm-hmm. these calls, right? You can't yeah. you can't toss high profile players out for large chunks at a time for trying to have a conversation with you about a call. It's right. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but you know, I I disagree with you, Carlo. I don't think I don't think the refing in yesterday's game was great. I thought it was abysmal. I think it's been abysmal all season. Um, but things have been particularly bad this week. Um, like we have high you know, profile injuries. Dylan Larkin's out. Uh, Ryan Strom need a guy. I, I had it all listed. I don't know why I deleted it. Uh, um, you know, you look, you look at, look at the game yesterday. Um, the Rangers Bruins game yesterday after the posture knock hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, he gets called for the five minute roughing for the five minute major, and and the the game misconduct, right? There's a scrum after the hit, and all five, all ten players, or you know, nine players, whatever, they, you know, because Lingren's on the ground. Everybody grabs a partner and they're mm-hmm. tied up. 
Mm-hmm. I don't. I forget who Panarin was tied up with, but they were just tied up. He, he tied up with Pasternak, and then he got pulled off by some other guy, who which right? I think was the altercation that created the penalty for Panarin. At no point did Panarin do anything but have his hands tied up in another player's jersey during that scrum. Yeah. Uh, well, so as a, as I'm wearing the shirt as a ref, I can I see the justification there because you're about to throw, I don't you're, you're you're about to throw pasta out of the game to keep so things, so you're to keep cool heads. Panarin can sit for two minutes. So you're going to remove the Rangers' best power play weapon for two minutes out of a five minute major after removing because the he best was... player on Boston for the whole game. Yeah. I, but I, but I, Panarin didn't commit a penalty. I'm not saying he did. I'm saying I understand the rationale of because you have to say the referees are they're not there. Yeah, they're there to make calls and they should be making the correct calls. They're there to like keep the game safe. That's their number one job. Right, and this know. this is from beer league up to the NHL. They will make calls. They're not like it's game management. They're not supposed. I mean, they're not supposed to be moving the game in any direction, but they're there to make sure. But they are. They are, they are moving themselves. the game in directions. They are making it about them at this point. Not in the Panarin situation. I agree. With I you, think but so. not in that situation. I think so. I think it's either it's it's one of two things. It's either become it's it's either it's becoming a ref show or that was a. Sorry, Bruins. There's nothing we could do about the fact that Pasternak got himself kicked out of this game. But here's what we will do for you. We'll do no. our best to make sure you don't get scored on during this no, major. You're, you're, you're half right. It's not like, sorry, Bruins. It's like, Br- Pasta's gone, right? And now that's going to get real ugly if... Because you don't think that the Bruins are going to send every fucking goon out on everybody if Pasta's gone for something that they don't... But it wasn't... But it wasn't... I can understand. I can understand if it was Lingren who hit somebody. Like let's 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 draw. Let's 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 put together another scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Lingren boards somebody, and then Pasta comes in and fucking like cross checks Lingren in the back of the head, mm-hmm. and then Pasta gets thrown out of the game, and nothing happens to Lingren. Okay. Then I could see Boston. Then I could see Bob the Boston bench. Then I could see things maybe getting like, yeah, at, like reaching their tipping point. Yeah, but I but it was it was Boston who committed the infraction. Yeah, but you're looking at the infractions as being the only thing the wrestler care care about. They don't. They care about the entirety of the game. They do. They want to make sure. Like, listen, Pasta's out for the whole game at this point. He might even get a, at this. He he won't now. But we he might have gotten a hearing, right? As for all we know at that point. Okay, to keep everyone cool-headed and having coaches not make stupid decisions and not have players blow their top. Okay, yeah, Panarin, you mixed it up with a couple guys, uh, barely. Let's just sit down for two minutes. Every, Artemi Panarin relax. is the guy. He's the guy. Artemi Panarin. He was out there, and he was the first guy in after the play. Yeah. That's the guy. Artemi Panarin. If Artemi Panarin's the guy you're going to put in the penalty box to to cool things down. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Come on. I don't have a problem with the Artemi Panarin. I don't I didn't agree that he committed the penalty. I don't he he didn't do anything wrong. But I'm not going to sit here and say I I have no and again, would I have done that? Probably not, but I understand 
it's why that's yeah i get the rationale i don't is that i'm wearing the stripes i i i I am the ref whisperer at this point i see i think i'm sorry if this offends you i think that they are ball bags top to bottom yeah absolutely i think they are an association of ball bags i think you have to like as a little kid lay in your bed at night and say when i grow up i want to be everyone's least favorite person like i don't want anyone to love me i don't want i i don't want my parents to be proud of me i want my wife to cheat on me i want to be a referee i don't think any kid grows up wanting to be a referee first it's like they they couldn't cut it in hockey. I want to be a professional want, failure. Secondly, why would I be offended by that? Because I, I don't know. know. I don't know why. I don't know why you got that shirt. I don't know why you got that. You said you're the ref whisperer. I don't I'm know. Ref, yeah, the, is the horse whisperer a horse? I don't think so. I don't. I don't. You're doing an awful lot that. of defending referees. You're doing I'm, an awful I, lot of defending referees over no. there. I started the segment saying that the refs suck. This one tiny little call in the giant ecosystem of shit officiating. You're letting your emotions get the best of you, Brendan. So I I, I, un, I undid my list of things that I deleted. Ryan Strom, Neon Need, Kyle Connor. He's injured for like seven weeks. Uh, no suspension. Which one, Strom or, or Connor? Con- Kyle Connor. Which is top scorer on Winnipeg. They're still chugging along, which is nice. But uh, David Perron with a dirty play. He got suspended six games, which is crazy. Cause oh, I saw even... that. Yeah. It was bad. That was but... a weird one. He went after somebody who had literally nothing to He went after Zub, and Zub had nothing to do with the hit. Right. But Perron just had a, he had a squeaky clean record his entire career. Now he's getting banged for six games on just losing his temper. Again. I feel like any... Perron's always been a little bit. He's a little bit, but he's never been suspended. Never really gotten in trouble. Um, Larkin's injured, obviously. Yeah, I think there is... The NHL has not figured out how to calibrate how they're officiating. We're like fucking 30 games in right now, and they have not figured this out yet. They go too far one way, not far enough the other way, and they have not, they're still like bouncing back and forth. The Boston game, the Boston Rangers game, I thought they kind of did okay. I, that was a middle ground. If every game was officiated down the line like that, I think it would be a much better season. Don't tell me. I just feel that. like, I, did, I don't know. They're complaining about the game. They're complaining they about the they They're complaining the about the they're, they're complaining. They're, they're complaining about the officiating, say, saying that, that the refs handed us that game. The only reason it wasn't a shutout was because of the refs. Yeah. Yeah. So these people like fucking drink Dunkin' but again, Donuts I mean, together. Yeah. Somebody's right. yeah. Somebody's pissing in their Dunkin'. Alright, so let's talk about this week. That game the Kings game, I think, was fucking phenomenal. That was a hell of a game. Yeah. Big game. Big game for the club. Big game for Johnny. For Johnny Quick. Oh yeah. Uh you could tell that the team uh Really got up to. I gotta tell you, I was happy they won, but it was a little bit frustrating for me. Uh, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because up and leading up until yesterday, 
it seemed to me like we were like it was a tale of two different teams. Like we were seeing two different we're seeing one Ranger team when when Quick was in net and another Ranger team when Igor was in net. And it was really starting to piss me off. And you come out and you play this fucking flawless brand of hockey against the Kings. Uh and you absolutely like just start to finish. Just beat the hell out of LA. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't a minute of that game where we didn't dominate the Kings. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. And to see us play arguably the best team in the NHL that way was really encouraging. Right. But the two games leading up to that and the game after that, when Igor's in that, yeah. it was dog shit. You know, they just didn't show up at all. And that's really fucking frustrating. Um, And then, you know, quick starts against the Ducks. And it's starting to feel like up oh, more of the same, you know. Mm-hmm. They're absolutely lights out against the Ducks. A little bit of a slow start, uh, mm-hmm. but pretty much lights out against the Ducks. Uh, I think yesterday was probably the biggest win of the season. Yeah. It was most, yesterday was the most, most important game of the season for us so far. I think the team needed it. I think Igor needed it. Definitely. I think Igor needed to see the team play the way they did in front of him. Yeah. I think the team needed to see Igor make some of the saves that they made. And we just we needed to win a close game. Yeah. I mean it was that that Boston game wasn't as exciting as the Kings game, but it was the best, one of the better hockey games I've seen in two, three weeks out of this team. It was defensively solid. The systems were going. Boston, yeah, they played, played well, played just as well. Boston played well too. Um, but then we just we capitalized on the very few chances we had. It was really nice. Nah, to you see. know, I, I thought we had some good looks. You know, Boston plays good defense, and mm-hmm. Swayman just a really good goalie. Swayman's a really, really good goalie. You don't have to tell me. He's in my. Uh, he's on my fantasy team. You know, speaking of really good goalies, I traded my really good goalie to Dave for Ottinger, and Ottinger oh, yeah. immediately got fucking hurt. Immediately got fucking hurt. Yikes, that's crazy. Sorry to hear that. Sorry, you still got Shesterkin, man. Fuck him. Speaking of fucking ball bags. Thank you for Hellebuck. You're welcome. <laughs> Well, Dave tried to swindle me, JT Miller, for Austin Matthews, and now Austin Matthews has a flu. Oh, does he? Yeah, but he's got like two weeks worth of points in like the five games he's played for me. So I'm like, I can give two shit. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm grasping at straws in this league, man. It's telling me. I'm having. I'm having a bad year. I'm having a hard time. I'm having a really hard time, like, giving a fuck about fantasy this year. I've got so much on my plate this year. Just, I mean, we started the pod. I got a lot going on at work. I'm planning the move. For those of you who don't know, I'm relocating back to the East Coast. Uh, so yeah, it's just been a bit. It's been busy for me. Um, but anyway, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, big. We'll probably talk again after the Sabers game Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Toronto Oilers. Buffalo, what do you think? I think two out of three is totally doable. And that might be which like, two? It could be any two. 
If we if we're we don't gonna care. lose, it's either Toronto or we're gonna lose to uh, Buffalo. We're gonna beat the Oilers. I, 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 th- I could see them. Buffalo beats us on a bad night, or, yeah. or Toronto yeah. just stomps us again. I could see us beating. Oh, excuse me. I could see us beating Toronto and Edmonton, and then losing to fucking Buffalo. Yeah. Totally. No, I, think I, I don't know. I, I see a nice sweep for the week. Yeah, so, yeah. Mister Optimist, you going sweep skis? I going like sweep it. Skis for you the know week. what? You know what? I'm going to agree with you, Dave. There, here's here's why I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with you because I think one, Igor. I think Igor's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Igor starts on Tuesday. Yeah, I think it's an Igor redemption game on Tuesday, and they better fucking play defense in front of him. Mm-hmm. And I want I like Trooper better saw people in half. Yeah, on Tuesday. Who do you think plays um, Friday and Saturday? That's a toss. I think Shesterkin. I think I think Quick Shesterkin. Really? I think you throw Quick out there against the Oilers because the Sabers is a more important game. Mm-hmm, that's true. Theoretically, you want the conference win. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're super into managing your goaltender's mindset, do you put him against uh, his name? McDavid. David? Yeah, right. Which maybe you do. He hasn't. He, he squeaks out a win, or, or wins well, or and you don't set him up for like a completely devastating loss against Buffalo. Have quick get out there, maybe, or maybe you put quick out, you know, in front of the Oilers to humble him. And get Igor saying like, okay, he got his first loss. Well, yeah. It, it also might depend on on how how well the team plays in front of Igor against the Maple Leafs and and how much sure. of a decisive win it, it's going to be or not. Yeah, I feel like if Igor if Igor plays Tuesday and he's absolutely lights out, then you he's, continue he to ride him. Right. Yeah. You continue to ride him into Friday, and then Quick will play on Saturday. <clears throat> Yeah, you know, another reason why I'm going to say I'm going to agree with Dave is because I'm starting to see, like, I'm starting to see contributions from all over the place. Like, mm-hmm. like I guess Blake Wheeler is here now. Blake Wheeler decided two, that he's a Ranger Two right out now. of three goals against Toronto. He almost had a hat trick. Hmm? He looked good. He looked good against Toronto. Yeah, I mean. I I I'm still anti Wheeler, but he's he's looked good since that Toronto game. Yeah, I mean he's looked good for a couple weeks. Let's just be fair. Like he's <laughs> he's getting points. He's scoring. He's helping out. He's grinding. He does not belong on the first line. Obviously, no, he's not there. But he's he's Look. making plays. He's help. He's doing what he needs to do. He's earning the pittance that we're paying him at this point. So right, yeah, I no I, I think it's definitely you know it's getting comfortable with the team and the system. You know he's he's getting uh, more acclimated to what his role is now in his yeah. his stage of his career. Uh, I think it's also uh, it helps from our front by just bashing him almost every single week. Uh, oh yeah, I mean he's still slow as shit rolling up hill. He's awful. Yeah, he you know he's he looked fast in that Toronto game, man. He looked <laughs> fast in that Toronto. He looked like vintage Blake Wheeler in that Toronto game. I, you know it's 
I, look, I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to try to double back on anything I've said about Blake Wheeler. This, you know, we are, you know, we are an anti-Blake Wheeler podcast. <laughs> that right. being said, that being said, you know, uh, 13 years in one place is a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, I imagine it would take a lot of time to get, you know, to get used to being in a new environment. Like Dave, like you said, having a new role. You know, he's not part of the leadership team on this on the Rangers. You know, he's not the biggest voice in the locker room anymore. Um, that should take some getting used to. But he's he's chipping in. Jimmy Vesey. Can we talk about Jimmy Vesey? That stat, 28% of his goals are game winners. Stunt. Holy shit. 28% of Vesey's goals are game winning goals. <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous. Easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, it's. I love this guy. I love. How far are you guys I, I away wish... from getting? How far are you guys get away from getting a VC jersey? Getting on the VC the, I'm not in, getting a fucking in the car, jersey. bro. In the car. In the Brandon car. will get it. Yeah, I'm not. In the car. I'm not doing that. Shit, but <clears throat> I wish they still made the T-shirts with the names on the back. I wish oh, that. I'd get a VC T-shirt for sure. Oh. But. But, no, but he's, I mean, injury. our fourth line is legit. We're, I mean, we're a good hockey team, man. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun having a good hockey team again. We are. There's some, there are some, there are some holes that need to be plugged. You know, every night that goes on without Kako. That gets more, apparent, you know, yeah. it gets more apparent, you know, I, I, I laugh at people. I laugh at the people who were so fucking anti-Kako. And now they're like, now they're like, what the fuck is going on with our team defense? Why, like, why is it gone to shit? What's going on here? It's like, uh, Kako is not in the fucking lineup. Yeah, he That's he, what's he, going he, on he here. Kako doesn't bozo. have 10 minutes of puck possession. Yeah, Kako doesn't have 10 to 13 minutes of puck possession a game. That's what's going on with our team defense. Yeah. Also, Phil Heedle's not in the game anymore. Yeah. Phil Heedle's not a possession hog like Kako, but he's a Phil Heedle is a he's a he's a good he's a good 200 foot player, and Phil Heedle is a proven he's a bona fide top six guy at this point, yeah. and he's missing from the lineup. Well, and at a certain point, you're gonna feel that. I want to know how you guys feel. Like it, it, the longer he's out, the more concerned it, is, you know, concerning it is with uh, having a, a, you know, another two A three uh, center filling in. Yeah. Now, you know, the thing is, you you don't feel you don't feel the injury so much because Trocheck is doing what Trocheck is doing. Yeah, but that's super short sighted, right? What it's done is it's shortened our roster, okay. and it's overextending a guy like Nick Bonino, who I love, Nick Bonino. Uh, but Nick but he's Bonino not, he's can't not a third line center at this. Point. He's not a third line center at this point in his career. He can't sustain this level for the rest of the year. At a certain point, Dave, I like. I think you're right. If this is what you were, if this is the direction you were going, maybe you just leave him on the LTIR. And you go and try and bring in somebody who could be like leave, leave, fucking Trocheck, who we have to have a conversation about, oh, yeah. uh, where he is, and then find somebody to play that three C. 
You know, whether that's like a Bukestad or a Felino. Like, or, do you think they go for somebody who is a little bit older but still on the younger side that, ha- you know, has good upside uh, to lead the, the third line center? Or are we going to, you know, dumpster dive and hope things work out? I mean, we don't need to dumpster dive, but we definitely don't have to go for someone old either, right? Like, we, I think we, well, I think, I, th- I think, yeah, we can make some, I mean, like, let's just be real. Like, we might have to think of a long term solution for for uh, Heedle. Yeah. Right. Um, so I think if someone's willing to take that on, we can get <clears throat> a better me. return. Um, do we have other assets we can move? Yes. Do we want to move them? Maybe not. But I mean, we have a lot of options. I don't think we. I don't think we pick up like an old timer and say, "Oh yeah, well." Well, we'll would you consider Nick Felino too old? I love his game. I think. I think he would be a great option. He's a great look. I don't think he's. Too, it's not his. He, I think he is an acceptable. So, old player. What is his what what is his look so, like and what, what do you So what about? what if I told you we could put together like assets and picks? I'm talking about like the Zach Jones of the world. Maybe a a a Berard. You know, definitely not Othman. Definitely not definitely not our high-end prospects. Move them to Chicago. For a guy like Nick Foligno and a guy like Anthony Bavillier, both at fifty percent retained, and bring them in for exact two guys for exactly Phil Heedle's salary. I think th- and those are two guys who would work really well in the system, and two those are two really good hockey players. Um, or if you don't want Anthony Bavillier, maybe Ryan Donato. I take Bavillier. Over Donato, to be honest, but I think Felino is the piece there that you're looking for, right? Because that again, it's it's more. He's old. You're not going to get three seasons out of him. But well, it get... doesn't. You don't need to because both of those guys are they're done after this year. It's their UFAs next season. Uh, well, okay. So do you? You know what I mean. So it's not you... like you have to carry their contract into the offseason. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of pieces for two rentals. To win, to you're basically winning. You're going win now, which we could. But do we go win now and win later? Right? We don't want to cut ourselves off. But I mean, we have. Well, who who would you who would you propose giving up? I wouldn't propose giving up anybody. I'm not proposing. I'm just saying we have to think about it, right? If I if you put me on the spot, um, I'd say Heedle for Felino and. So at another piece, like you could just trade away Heedle. Like he's probably, if he's playing another NHL game, he's going to get another concussion at some point. Mm. We have another Lindros on our hands. It's you know, it, it's, and you're gonna bring back Anthony Bavillier. I think I would want Ryan Ryan Donato instead of Bavillier. Then okay. If if we're just I think like, I would I, I think I would want all three if I was moving Heedle. Yeah, yeah but... I mean, well, Chicago. I mean, do they can move? They can work around. They can build around Heedle, right? Like, provide, if, he's if I'm moving Heedle, if I'm moving Heedle picks and prospects, I want all three. No, I don't think you have to do Heedle picks and. I think you can do Heedle picks, 
you could probably do Heedle and a prospect for all three. You don't have to. You don't have to do such a giant bundle because again, it's rentals. I don't want to. For the record, I don't want to trade Heedle. Yeah, I just am very uncertain about. I'm very concerned and uncertain about his future. Yeah, I want him to be healthy uh, first and foremost. Above all, you know that concussion shit is really scary. You know, I don't want to trade Heedle either, but I'll say this. Vincent Trocek is a 2C. Trocek? Roach, you mean? You mean Roach? Yeah. Roach he is a second-line center, and a guy like Ryan Donato is a, thir- a bona fide third-line center yeah. that you would get for a lot cheaper than Phil Heedle. Mm-hmm. Because if Heedle gets healthy, where does he go? He's not going on the second line. It doesn't no. make sense on the At third line. Point, he, doesn't, no. he does not have a spot on this roster at this time. Which is unfortunate. So I'm on the wing. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he starts playing right wing, and now all our problems are solved. Kako yeah. comes back, and now we have too many right wingers. We trade away Blake Wheeler. For, because he's had such <laughs> a great season, we can bring pa- uh, Patrick Kane over. Yeah. For one. He, scored those, he scored those two goals, so we could definitely get Bedard in a return. Oh, that would be sick, bro. How about Wheeler? How about Wheeler? Heedle. Oh God! Wheeler, Heedle, (laughs) picks and prospects for Felino and Bedard. God damn! Done. What are you talking about? (laughs) Mickey Eight Rangers, pull it off. Oh boy, here we go. All right, let's. Mickey Eight Rangers is Mickey Eight Rangers is just will not talk. He he will not shift his focus from Patrick Kane. Listen, some people they just have a fixation. You know, and you just have to let them have it because you're not you're not going to convince them otherwise. And it's actually probably dangerous. It's like waking up a sleepwalker. It's yeah, dangerous. They'll start lashing out like, "Oh my god, my reality's crumbling." Or like the Unabomber, just like the Unabomber. Um, He's right. negative seven since start since joining the Blackhawks. The the Red the Red Wings have the lost Red Wings four of six. No, what is it? Four of six games. They're one four. Yeah, and one or they're something like that? they're one four and one. He's negative seven. Brutal. But Mickey's like, but Mickey's like, yeah, but you got to watch the games. He's a superstar. He's giving them the eye test. Um, all right. So speaking of superstars, let's let's move into three stars. Everyone here, we're gonna pick a star of the week. Okay. Uh, everyone, everyone has one. Or we still think we're still thinking. I got one, Dave. Yeah, I got one. You got one. All right, you go first. All right. So, no surprise. I'm big uh, proponent of this uh, of this guy. Uh, Quickie has been holding it down with uh, with Chesty's uncertain play throughout this beginning season. Um, I fucking love it, man. I love the American boy. Uh, I, I think he gives a certain. Uh, I don't know this this. This, un, this immeasurable confidence to the team when he's in net. And that's not taking anything away from Shesterkin at all. But, you know, there's just something about him. There's, there's, there's an air about him that, you know, he's, he looks fantastic. He does not look, what, 38 years old, 36 years old, or whatever he is. He looks incredible. Maybe because he's an older guy, too, that I'm, I'm you know, being an older gentleman myself and, and you know, I like to see seeing yourself in him. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, um, no, but you know, it, there is that kind of like, you know, uh, not camaraderie. Um, what's it called? You just live vicariously through. Yeah, 
Who's an older guy that's succeeding. Watching an old fuck do something. Right, whereas Blake Wheeler, on the other hand, is just like, oh, God. It just reminds Don't remind me of my mortality. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, he's he's definitely my star of the week. He's probably my star for for the year uh, so far. Oh, shit. All right. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Short year so far. Short year so far. Well, we're almost halfway there. Two more weeks. Yeah, we're almost there. Um, all right, my uh, my star is the Roach Man, Vincent Trocheck. The Big Roach, Big Roach, Vin- Vinny Parmigiani. You know, I like all like the Italian nicknames, but then I start thinking like this is kind of like what my people have been subjugated against. We're just reduced to food. No, the, the team's calling them Trocho Cinco. I like that's fun. That's really funny. It's kind of also it's his number's not eighty five though. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be a gag. They're just trying. They're trying to find a nickname for him. So th- I think that's what. That's like. I feel like that day. I've. I feel like I've submitted Vinny Parm, and they, it should be taken seriously. I like Roach. I like. Big I think Roach, Roach is after Big Roach. Roach is big. It, Roach. Man. You know what? That that overtime goal, bro. He scurried behind the defensive play. <sighs> Like a little roach, he gets in the crevices. He gets the guy. He gets in the dirty places. He makes the play, man. He's a fucking roach. Look at his face. They, he looks like a. They didn't roach, notice dude. him until the fucking he lit the lamp, bro. And then you know what? He just scurried away. Yep. Winning the game. He's a roach, bro. I want him to look at the camera after he scores. Like, settle down. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Trocheck. I mean, what a week, right? Three primary assists against the Kings, you know, two, both goals against Boston, one overtime game winner. I mean, this guy, this guy's an animal. He's un- unstoppable. Everything you said before, Brendan, he is the bona fide two C here. He's he is he's the heart and soul of this this Rangers team this season. And as he goes, the Rangers go. So he's my star of the week. Agreed, agreed. I think I said it a couple of weeks ago. I think like for me, he's becoming the most valuable member of this team. Absolutely. Right. Brendan, who's your star? Uh, you know, I'm gonna keep it with the Americans. Dave went American. You went American. I'm gonna also go American. Uh, former Hobie Baker winner, Jimothy VC is my star of the week. That right. was VC. Yeah, this was VC. Uh, Jimmy on the fourth line. Fourth line, Jimmy. Uh, like he is. I mean. You want to talk about a masterclass by Chris Drury signing this guy to a multi for what eight fifty something like that or yeah. some shit? I mean, and he's just, I, you know, remember when he remember when when he first came to the Rangers years ago? Uh, he had eight that flat, really high end. Eight he flat. had that really high end scoring touch, but he just he got banged around a little bit too much, you know. He couldn't play. He couldn't play in the corners. He couldn't play defense. You know, I don't know what happened to him when he left us. And he, you know, he became a journeyman, and he worked on those other parts of his game. But man, oh man, he's just talk about just an all around, just has mastered every facet of the game. Just. Solid hockey player, just dependable hockey player. I mean, I'm never worried. Yeah, I'm never worried when Jimmy Vesey's on the ice, mm-hmm. ever. You know how often 
are you like, yeah, double shift the fourth line? Yeah. Like, double shift the good, like, double shift Goodrow VC Pitlick. Because that's how, you know, I'm making that, I'm making that whole line my star of the week. Nice. All right. Because they're just, I mean, ex- all three of them are exceeding expectations. You know, they're playing out, they're playing unbelievable hockey. They really are. Uh, they get, they don't get a single favorable matchup. Lavulette works them to the fucking bone. Gaudreau uh, can't eat fucking solid foods for a month. You know, two out of the three of them are playing in a full mask right now. <laughs> and they're still getting like, and you're still like, yeah, double shift these guys. And VC's still putting fucking buttes between his legs, five hole. Yeah, that's my star of the week. I like it. I like so I give an honorable mention to uh, to Edstrom. I think he no. I think he had a solid. Oh game. yeah, yeah. That, that's six foot eight string bean up there. Jolly he's, Green, Jolly, I like him a lot. He's got moves. He's he's got he's got oomph to his game. You know. Do you notice that like right after that game, Benino's like, Nah, bro, I'm not sick anymore. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> worry about it. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fucking fine, bro. I'm fine. <laughs> Dude, he was good. I think he, I think he might have a little bit of a career with us. You know, he's a bottom six guy for sure. Yeah, he's got a touch. Uh, but though. who he's knows? Got, he you know, he's looks. got a little bit of a touch. He, he was everywhere. Talk yeah. about fucking like seizing the opportunity everywhere you looked. This he was flying. I don't know if that's just because he's got a crazy stride. His skating's not great. He needs to work on his skating a little bit. But he's young. He's really young, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I think we might see more of that kid. I hope so. Let's see. What is he? He's uh, yes, yeah, twenty three. He's young. I mean, he, the, the skating you can learn. You can yeah. pick up the skating. Um, and imagine when he starts to like when he gets up into like the twenty five, twenty six, and he starts to put a little bit of meat on. A little bit of meat and get some coordination because he's still he's a flamingo on ice right now. Yeah, right? six eight. Six eight. Imagine if he puts on a little bit of like. Imagine when he's like. He, oh. Right now he looks like fucking. He looks like Gabe from the Office. Yeah. You know, like, six, but six, imagine when 110 pounds, so he imagine is, when he fills yeah. out, like maybe like if he fills out like key or Truba, you know, yeah, I have 30 pounds on him. He's got you a know. foot and a half on me. And I have yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not five foot tall. No, he's no. got five, you know, five, ten. That's right. Yeah. So he's got, uh, he's got, he's, he's got, got about he got, inches on you. Yeah. He's almost a foot taller than me and I'm 40, uh, 30 pounds heavier than him. Yeesh. Yeah. yeah, I think well, he could he could do some damage on the bottom in the bottom six. Absolutely. I like him. I like him a lot. I think you think it, I we think can mold him into a, really, a, really a Brian Boyle light options in Hartford, and he's one. I think he's got a little bit more upside, to be honest. I mean, yeah, we picked up. I mean, we we got we didn't get Boyle like late into his career, but you know, he he was kind of like established as who he uh, was. You're thinking this is fucking Boyle the sequel? We can only hope. He I, is. I he does. He is. He is reminiscent of the boiler. I think he's got a more of a touch, though. He's got a little bit more of a yeah. Well, boiler couldn't fucking presence. yeah. Boiler well, couldn't boiler. score if there was four nets and no goalies. By the way, did you like his? Did you like his audition on MSG last night? Yes, good. I loved it. I yep. loved it. Good. Look, a little, for a me, little wooden, for me, a little wooden, but I think he, for, he'll work for, into it. 
I, I I used to make fun of Boyle a lot because he's got wooden hands. Mm. But for me, there's not like this. Brian Boyle could do no wrong. Brian Boyle is probably uh, one of my favorite Rangers of all time. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was I, I was talking. Uh, my wife was actually watching a game with me last night, and every time he came on the screen, I was just telling her stories about him. And she was like, "I don't give a fuck about this guy." I'm like, "You should. <laughs> you I fucking truly should. don't care about this one. You fucking um, should care about Brian Boyle." You should care about Brian Boyle. It's a formative hockey player. Um, all right. Brian Boyle's the one guy that no hockey fan hates. Talk to any hockey How fan across hate the league. How could you hate him? And exactly. No hockey fan hates Brian Boyle. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of people we hate, okay. I want to introduce. I want to introduce a okay, fucking okay, segment. You just okay. I was gonna. I was gonna kick it over to you, but just fucking go. Run with it. All right, we got a new segment, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to introduce it. It's called fucking Fraud of the Week. Right? Spoiler alert. This segment's really, it's just going to be about people I don't like and teams I don't like. <laughs> Johnny down the street, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> yeah. This fucking guy starts his car. Actually, okay, if that's what it is, I have someone down the street. I'm the fucking, the fucking guy who rang me up at Whole Foods three days ago. Fraud of the fuck a week. No, for real. Fraud of the week. This segment is dedicated to teams and or players who should be performing at a certain level and sadly are not. So I'm going to kick it off with a team who I think we're going to be hearing a lot of in this segment <laughs> moving forward. Uh-huh. If we retroactively f- had this segment, we'd probably still hear a lot about them then too, right? Yeah. Our first fraud of the week are the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mm-hmm. That is our very first fraud of the week. Congratulations, Pittsburgh. Congratulations, Pittsburgh. You are so close to the road the, the, the road to bankruptcy is appearing <laughs> right in front of our eyes once again. This will be what, your third this will be the third dance with bankruptcy in the near future right yeah 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 third so yeah uh you know you sucked and then you brought in dubois dubis and you thought he was going to be your savior and all he did was sign fucking eric carlson (laughs) or you could trade for eric carlson and uh eric carlson sucks yeah uh, and everyone who actually watches hockey knew that, but you guys don't watch hockey. None of you watch hockey in Pittsburgh. So, um, you didn't know that. So not only is the, not only is the, the team the fraud of the week, the players, the organization, the fans, the people selling popcorn, all of you. <laughs> Those poor minimum wage You're workers. The f- you're the fraud, the fraud of the week, the Pittsburgh Penguins organization, and you're going to be back here. I feel like Pittsburgh, you're going to be back here. <laughs> you guys have anything to say about this? The, the Penguins? I mean, I think they're frauds because it's not. I'll say this: everyone in the hockey knows that they were going to suck this year. No one doubted it for a second except for the Penguins organization and the Penguins fan. Mm-hmm. The joke is on them this season, and there's nothing that makes me happier 
They were so convinced, Carlo. When they Eric, traded for Eric Carlson, they were so convinced. We Every make it Penguins, one last cup run. Yeah. Every Penguins fan got the hardest fucking erection. Bro, they thought ever they were had getting another cup. In their life. They were rock hard. We're going to get another cup. It's going to be the best, the best power. Have they scored a power play goal yet? I Actually, that's a good I question. don't think they have. We're 30 games in. I don't think they scored a power play goal yet. Let's see. Uh, no, they have. They Not many, but they have. Um, I think at one point they were like 10. 0 for 40. Oh, yeah, they're abysmal. They're abysmal on the power play. So the thing, it's like they, the fans, they were like, they knew it was like the end of the rainbow, right? It's like, okay, we need the farewell tour for Crosby and Malkin. We got to get this team one more cup. Eric Carlson's going to help us do it. And it's just never going to happen. They're going to go bankrupt before they see the playoffs again. Mark my words. They're going bankrupt before they ever see the playoffs. They're awful. You know what I hope happens? Tell me. Can I tell you what I hope happens? Uh-huh. I hope. Mm. Here's, here's what I hope happens. Oh. You listening to me? Yeah, we're listening. You, you on our side, we you froze a little bit. So keep so oh, okay. you can say it again if you want. All, right. I, all I said is this is what I hope happens. Yeah, what I hope happens is that they make like a late season run. Okay, yeah, right. And they're like, uh, "When's the last time we played them? Find out for me." Uh, I'm pulling it up now. Oh, please be at the end of the season. Like, please be like within the last five games. I, I think it's got to be because. The NHL schedule makers still think it's 2008. We play them April 1st. Whoa. The, which is with the, one of the last uh, eight games of the season. The, the eighth game from the end of the season. Perfect. 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 So April here's what Fool's I hope Day. happens. April Fool's Day, Brendan. Oh. April Fool's Day. I hope. Here's what I hope happens. I hope they're so close to getting in. On April first, mm-hmm. and and Truba just fucking. I you know what? I I hope it's not even fucking questionable. I hope it's I I hope it's a dirty hit. I just, I want it to be a dirty hit. <laughs> I want I want to be able to go on Twitter and be like, yeah, it was dirty, and I still don't care. Go fuck yourself. Right? It's done. It's over, Charlie. <laughs> it's over. And just, and you know, I don't want it to be Crosby. I don't want it to be Crosby. No, no. No. I want it to be who really, who, there's only one of them who really deserves it. And who's always deserved it. Mm-hmm. And that's Chris Letang. Chris Letang deserves to be sawed in half. <laughs> and that's what I hope happens to him. Just And then next year, I hope. The rush. Yeah. Next year, I hope they trade Gensel. I hope it just. I hope they trade Gensel. I hope they trade Malkin. I hope they trade. I hope they trade Crosby. I hope they don't even. I mean, they don't have have the fucking. I hope they they don't even have the fucking dignity to let him retire. A fucking penguin, like they did with Yager. Right. I hope they fucking trade him, and I want to watch that city, just. Slip into chaos. It's gonna be like the Dark Knight Rises. It's like yeah, the whole city goes nuts. It's gonna be like the end of of Batman. 
Yeah. <laughs> they filmed that in Pittsburgh. Uh, who cares? Probably. I'm, I, I'm just saying they they're used to it. They know it's predictive programming. They know it's coming. We all everyone thought it was gonna be a terrorist attack from Bane, but no, it's a Pittsburgh Penguins fucking bailing. Nope, just no hockey fan deserves pain and sadness more than a Pittsburgh Penguin fan. Okay. So are, are we are we all picking frauds or this is the fraud of the week? That's what I want to know. I mean, that's my fraud of the week. Okay, if you want to okay, pick a fraud okay. of the week, you can go ahead. Dave, do you want to do a fraud of the week? I, I, I can care less, actually, at this point. I'm, no, just, I, I, I think I'm actually be... deeply saddened by <laughs> hates Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I think Brendan's mm-hmm. vitriol uh, sums it up best. All right. I have more. Do you want me to? I got a few. Yeah, I got a please, few honorable go mentions. Ahead. I got right a few ahead. honorable mentions. Oh yeah. Here's my honorable mention fraud of the week. My honorable mention fraud of the week goes to Jack Hughes for some fucking shenanigans in a post game presser. Did you guys see this fucking post game interview? So, in in a game, I don't know who they were fucking playing, but but uh, like the uh. The nicest hit of Luke Hughes' career so far has been against Jack Hughes the other night when they collided on ice and he knocked the shit out of Jack. And somebody uh somebody in the locker rooms, one of the fucking reporters was like, Oh, that I think the exact question was, uh, that collision between you and Luke uh, you know, that was I you know, I bet that was a laughing moment for you guys after the game. Because they won the game. Right? And Jack goes this is what he says to this guy. He says, oh, I've been asked that question about five times already, and honestly, you're about the last person I'm going to answer anyway. This is a devil's beat writer that he says this to. Little Jackie. Literally the first person to ask that question, because he is the beat writer. He's in the locker room after yeah. the game. Little Jackie. Little Jackie thinks he's a superstar. Little Jackie getting a little bit too big for his britches. Listen, listen, Mister Only Two. I think Little Jackie needs a visit. He needs to take a ride on the trooper train. That's what I think Little Jackie needs. Do I have to say true, true? I hate that. I'm not going to do that. No, it's it's choo choo. It's choo choo. It's choo choo. Also, real quick, uh, this is not part. This is not fraud of the week. I don't know what I don't know what happened to Keandre Miller this week. Uh but for all of the fans that are like, oh, they should tell us what's going on with him, no they fucking shouldn't. Right. Let the, I agree. Like you wouldn't want people prying in your personal life. Like, let's just be glad that he only needed to miss a couple of games and he's gotten whatever it was straightened out. You don't know, it could have been a death in the family, you know. Guys, mental stress can weigh on a player just as much as a physical injury, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. These people are human beings. It's not a video game. Let's just be happy that he is healthy and he is back on the ice. And let's move on. All right. Well, if you don't mind, I got this fucking neighbor and (laughs) he drives like a honda civic he's like 45 years old he drives a honda civic with a fucking can on the back every morning seven o'clock in the morning down my street and i'm like what the fuck is this guy doing nice guy i like him kind of a fraud though like he's got i'm not gonna say his job but like dude you shouldn't be having this kind of car you should have like a different car 
So this is just that, really this is just what grinds my gears. That's this what, this what grinds my gears. This fucking yeah. guy, name in and out of my street. It's like, dude, get a fucking new car, man. Cut to three weeks, and we're all just going to be doing our worst Sebastian Menescalco impression. My fraud of the segment. week this week is Brendan. Uh, fucking yeah. Brendan. Uh, because I'm Italian. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, my, no, my speaking like of Italians, Jesus. speaking of Italians, Tommy Cutlets, bro. Tommy Cutlets. He sucks. I don't Come on, Tommy that. Cutlets. You hear? Oh, you're in Ohio. You don't know about the Tommy Cutlets I phenomenon. Meme, I see the memes. He's like the Giants quarterback, and he's got the, the the agent who's a fucking walking stereotype. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it's embarrassing. That's my Sebastian Maniscalco. Aren't yeah. you embarrassed? Aren't you embarrassed? <laughs> I had a real involved, Sebastian. My, my I had a real Sebastian Maniscalco moment. Okay. Yeah. No, go ahead. Then I'll finish the story. My father-in-law. He pops in on Thursday night. Dave knows him. Great guy. Pops in, and we're all just drinking around the table, carrying on. And he's not Italian at all. But he loves Sebastian Maniscalco. And he knows that I'm Italian. He, he like, says it every day. And he's, he goes, Carlo, you, you love this guy, right? I'm like, yeah, I do. He's funny. He plays a clip about whatever fucking clip. Call, him, call, listen to this, listen to this. Call, you gotta listen to this. Uh, you, yeah. you get it, right? I'm like, yeah, of course I fucking get it. He's like a world famous stand up comedian. Like is it is it clips world. or is it is it like is it audio clips or is it YouTube clips? It's weirdly enough a TikTok. Oh, Whoa, okay. it's like a, which he doesn't have TikTok. Nice. Good for you. He, Good his for friend him. like sent him a link and he plays it and it's funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I had a Sebastian Maniscalco moment yeah, last week. Here's my Sebastian Maniscalco moment. I uh, I was running around running some errands and I was fucking starving. And I ran into Subway to get a sandwich. And a uh, real class move going to the Subway. Yeah. I, haven't been to, I haven't been to a Subway in years, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to get Subway. Sometimes you just need and, it. And, uh, need that Italian BMT. It's a fucking guy in front of me. I, I, the guy in front of me, fuck it. He was definitely a boomer. But I like I'm gonna give this guy some credit and say hopefully he was at least in his mid sixties. But I don't think so, bro. I don't think so. I think he might have been a little bit younger. Right. Shit. So he's an exer. This guy this guy, I don't know. I don't know about this guy, but he was like from the very beginning, he was having a hard time. The whole way through. Right? Picking the bread, picking the meat. When we got to the vegetable when he got to the vegetables. Aren't when he got to the vegetables? <laughs> uh huh. No, it was so. He's like, he's like, what vegetables can I get? And the guy behind the counter is like, you can get whatever you want. And he's like, well, what do you got? And the guy's like, we got all these. And he's like, well, I don't want all these. And he's like, well, you just pick what you want, and then I'll put them on. And he's like, well, what do you got? And it just it went on for a long time. A bad so, Abbott and Costello bit. So finally, he gets a sandwich made. And he gets to the fucking register, and the guy is like, he's like taking his gloves off and ringing them up. And you know how, like, some places will have the barcode and it'll say scan to pay? Mm-hmm. This guy pulls out his wallet and he takes a $20 bill out of his wallet and he starts rubbing the $20 bill on the barcode. Bro, I almost. You just, you just muted your mic. I almost pissed my pants. It was nuts. 
It was nuts. The fucking guy behind the counter gently took... I don't know how the... The guy behind the counter deserves a fucking Nobel Peace Prize. He's an American hero. Uh, This man should be... This man should be fucking... Like, he's working at Subway. He should be, like... He should be working for the... He should be working out what's going on between Russia and the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Because this guy was phenomenal. But even this guy had limits. And I saw them. I saw them get tested and broken. Oh, yeah. So he gently takes a $20 bill out of this guy's hand, makes change, gives the guy the change. The guy asks for a water cup, right? Now, he gives it. You know how you don't get a Subway cup? You get a clear cup for that. No matter where you go, you're going to get a clear cup. The guy working the counter, he was so distraught from what had just happened. Mm -hmm. He didn't see the, the new problem he had just created. But I I recognized it immediately. The soda machine doesn't have a dedicated water thing. You know, it's got the push you gotta, here. For you gotta hit the little tab on the seltzer. Right, right. But by the uh, it's usually the like the lemonade or the sprite. Mm-hmm. Right. So he walks over to the machine and he's just fucking staring at the machine. And the guy starts to make my sandwich, and I was like, "Don't even, bro. Don't even bother. You're gonna. You're not done yet. <laughs> it works." The job's not done yet. And I just pointed at the guy and he's just staring. And he goes, it says push here for for water. He tells the guy. So the guy looks and he finds it. I swear to Christ. For those of you watching me on YouTube, you can see. He's got his the fucking the, the plastic cup in one hand like this. In his left hand like this. With his right hand, he pushes the fucking thing. And the water starts running. Down. On his hand, the water's running now down, the and the cup's over done. here, and the cup's over here, and this fucking guy has to hop over the fucking register part of the counter, and he's like, "Put the cup under the water." What do you? My question is, how do people like this? Because there are a lot of people like this in the world. Mm-hmm. How are these people still alive? Like, how do these people not like accidentally walk into traffic? Or, like, walk into open manhole covers by accident. Or, like, forget that humans can't breathe underwater and walk into the ocean. I think the people that do those things are these people. We're slowly, we're surely calling. No, actually, it's, there, there's actually a book, uh, and, you know, theories on this. It's 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 called, like, uh, how, how the advancement of civilizations and societies you know, the natural Darwinism of weeding out these people who would most likely be eaten by a tiger or something. Um, it protects the vast majority of stupid people so they can keep procreating and making more stupid people. And it's, you know, it's it's our society at, at, that is cultivating this. Well, because we need taxpayers. Right. We need consumers and we need, we need uh, you know, livestock. Anyway, that guy's my fraud of the week. Okay. that's good that's good all right that's it for this week uh thank you all for listening remember visit our website rangerthingspodcast.com follow us across the web just search ranger things or send us an email contact at rangerthingspodcast.com for dave pacheco sleep tight blue shirt faithful brendan lyons later gators i'm carlo montanino see you all next week 
Oh shit, I gotta get the song again. <laughs> get that shit queued up. <laughs> I, got, I, I was just totally. Aren't you embarrassed? I'll turn it off. Fuck this. Good night. Aren't you embarrassed? Very. <laughs>